Welcome to the Lipstick Files. I'm Sarah, and I have a special guest with me, Sexy Lexi. Hello. <laughs> Lexi is my uh, 21-year-old friend. I used to say coworker, but now we don't work together anymore, unfortunately. No. Bad. Unfortunately, I need you back. I know. I wish I was there. I mean, I wish I was here, but I do miss working with you. I like your hair. Thank you. Do you have extensions in? Yeah, I still have my extensions in. They're pretty long. Yeah. (laughs) Those are looking nice. Nice and shiny. Look at all that shine that you have now that you're brunette instead of blonde. I know. My hair still just look like I stuck it in a frying pan and stuck it on my head. What do you think of this butte? Do you have bangs now? I do have bangs. Everyone's been talking about my bangs. But I have a secret way of hiding my bangs. And it's not this clip. I know. (laughs) Like, it's the clip. But there's a secret way where if I part my hair further over, I can actually completely cover my bangs and it looks like I don't have them. Oh, that's nice. Versatile. Yeah, because after, like, a couple days, I was like, I don't like these. Really? That's how I always am. Every time I cut my bangs. Isn't that how everybody is? Yeah, that's how I am. Unless you're a person who, like, wears bangs all the time. You know, like, that's your thing. You wear bangs. But if you're not a banger, mm -mm, you get sick of them real quick. No, I have, like, baby, baby curtain bangs. You do? Just a little bit, yeah. But I don't want my hair to cover the mic, so I'm not going to show you right now. But... It does look good. You don't want to mess that up. Mm-hmm. So what's been going on? You were on the Dr. Phil show. <laughs> Not as a crazy guest, but in Not the crowd. As yes, I was. I was one of the tiles in the background on those giant screens. <laughs> My episode has not come out yet, but it was about a 31-year-old drunk who mooched <laughs> off of his mom and his grandma. So... Sounds about right. I was hoping for, like, a true crime story or... And then they had another episode just like it that just aired because my mom called me. She was like, is this the one you're on? Is this the one you're on? No, it was a 21-year-old drunk who was a deadbeat. (laughs) And I was like, oh, must be a big issue nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know any deadbeat 21-year-olds? No. Most of them actually, like, at least have a job. He gets arrested (laughs) once a week. I like that you're specifically thinking of one person, because you're like, (laughs) he gets arrested once a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this somebody that you date? No. Okay. We are still very, very single. (laughs) Well, if this cut makes it to YouTube, uh... Some guys are going to see you and be like, who? Who's that? Probably older guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're really forward. Um, But I told someone that I was recording this podcast today, and they asked what it was, so you might have a new listener. Oh, nice. Was it it a creepy old guy? No. It was some guy I was supposed (laughs) to go out on a date with today, but we were both having rough days, so... We couldn't make it happen. Where'd you meet him? <laughs> Tinder? Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So you were going to meet up with this strange guy who you never met before, but you guys have been talking on Tinder, right? Yeah, I've been in lockdown for two weeks because I was exposed, so I was being responsible. What do you mean you were exposed? One of your friends has coronavirus? They did. They're like, they're cleared now, but I was just, I had to stay away for 14 days, so I was like, what a better time than to hop back on Tinder, you know, maybe something will come out of it. So we were talking the whole time I was in quarantine, and today was supposed to be celebrating me getting out of quarantine with a late lunch and drinks. And why didn't it happen? You're just he had some stuff going on. I have been, it's a sad day for me, so. It's a sad day? Yeah, just like you ever wake up and you're like, today's a sad day. Like, that was my oh, day okay. today. Like, like so. down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, because I just woke you up to do this podcast. I know. <laughs> and it's nine o'clock almost here. <laughs> so yeah. At night. At night. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Well, you never know. Maybe this is going to be the love of your life. Oh, don't put that much weight on this. Well, the bars and the restaurants are 100% open here in Florida now. Well, at least in Naples. That's cool. The bars are open. I think they still have a pretty strict capacity. Um, Restaurants are going like normal, but with social distancing for tables. But I haven't really been experiencing anything lately so (laughs) so what did you act like on the dr phil show i literally just had to sit like i am right now clapping and like all excited yeah but the thing is is i'm not good at faking that kind of stuff yeah like i can't sit like in my bedroom by myself and like be like whoa yeah like i can't do that (laughs) that's weird i saw this clip of vin diesel Apparently, he has come out with a song, (laughs) and it's a pop song, and he was singing, and they were playing it, and everyone in the crowd was dancing, like, they were kind of going like this, but it was the blocks, like, you're going to be, and, like, people were really into it, like, they were really getting into it, I was like, wow, Vin Diesel has been busy during quarantine, I guess. (laughs) I mean, every, literally everyone's coming out with music, I feel like, people who had no interest in it or didn't celebrities like celebrities it's gonna sound like I'm like a child but like people on TikTok like everyone all of a sudden will come out with a song and it's like you just do dances in your bedroom (laughs) and now you're making a song it just feels a little weird like a cash grab type thing yeah well that's what people are doing these days with that only fan all that jazz right is that what it's called Okay, well, I mean, people are just raking in dough doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Might as well make a song. I guess if it's decent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Sheena on Vanderpump Rules did her music. It was so right. bad. Good as gold. It was like this horrible <laughs> song that was so bad. Like it was even bad when you lip sing it you know oh no oh yeah like she was lip singing and it was still bad oh wow well are you ready to get into some celebrity news because i can't wait to hear what you have to say of course go ahead chrissy teigen has been admitted to the hospital due to constant bleeding while pregnant the model is halfway through a pregnancy with her third baby with john legend and she revealed 
She has a weak placenta and has been constantly bleeding throughout the pregnancy, but now the bleeding isn't stopping. Did you hear about that? I knew she was like on bed rest and she like accidentally said the gender of her child, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's really sad. I guess this is something that she has dealt with before, but the fact that she has like it just keeps bleeding, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully everything works out because she's only halfway through her pregnancy. Yeah, that's like, I don't think I could deal with like strict bed rest. That would be hard. I saw a picture of her. She looked like she was topless with just underwear on. And she was like laying all lazily in the bed, like with John Legend sitting there doing something. And then there was some lady in there too. Like they were doing paperwork. I'm like, she just does not care at all. She's just letting everything hang out. Just like, whatever. Let's do business in the bedroom. Hey, if she can't move. (laughs) It's true. For another like four months. That would suck so bad. I mean, how bored would you be? Are you stir crazy? I mean, I can spend like a day in bed. Yeah, like when you're hungover. Yeah, that's fine. But <laughs> that's like totally any different. more than that, I get like stir crazy to the max. Mm-hmm. Kristen Cavallari has opened up about her divorce from Jay Cutler, revealing that she thought about getting a divorce every day for two years. The reality star told People magazine that they hid their marriage problems from the cameras for years and found it interesting when people would say that they were hashtag couple goals. What do you think? Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of pressure to be under, like having yeah. your marriage be on camera. Mm-hmm. There's like so many times where Jason and I are fighting when we're recording mm-hmm. just because of something stupid, not like between him and I, but just like technical difficulties or whatever. And you're just like, come on. But then you get it, you know, and that's what they were doing. They were basically fighting really, really bad. I guess producers knew what was going on, but luckily for them, they never aired any of that. And they're happy about that because they didn't want their kids to see that when they got older. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, that's nice because I know sometimes, you know, like fighting on TV is like a big you know it causes drama makes people want to watch and stuff but I think it's like Mm -hmm. nice that they actually like did it didn't put that in the episode yeah so it's good for drama but gets a little old too Mm -hmm. no one wants to watch just couples fighting with each other (laughs) (laughs) what do you think about Tyra Banks do you like her don't like her when I was younger and I would watch America's Next Top Model, I thought she was, like, funny, nice, like, the best person ever. But then now that I look back, there's, like, a ton of, like, clips of America's Next Top Model, of like, their controversial moments. Really? Yeah. And, like, same. now I'm like, oh, my gosh, how'd she get away with all that she got away with? Really? I remember yeah. her being like, we were all rooting for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Remember that one? laughs> yeah. I always liked her. She seemed down to earth. Well, she's not getting very good reviews because right now she is the host of Dancing with the Stars. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Well, on last week's episode, I guess she kind of fumbled her words and messed up and she's getting a lot of backlash for it. People are saying 
you know, she's a bad host. And she just came out straight up and said, like, hey, this is new to me. And I I make mistakes and I got through it just like I'm going to next week. And it's just sort of awkward because they had that one guy, Tom. Do you know who he is? Tom Bergeron. Mm-hmm. He's been the host for a really long time and he was really good at it. But I think they wanted to like change it up and just have somebody new. So I think all usually those hosts come across real cheesy, you know? Yeah. I was watching this video of them revealing the cast mm-hmm. from like someone who's coming doing commentary on it. And they were like, all these people, they seem to be like targeting a younger demographic now. Okay. So that's why they were like, well, maybe that's why they decided to use Tyra Banks. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like people know, a lot of younger people know who she is, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true, because I would say it's probably, like, mostly 30s and above, for sure, that watch that show. Mm-hmm. If not even 40s and above. Yeah, watching people so. dance makes me uncomfortable, so that is not my kind of show. <laughs> you mean if they don't really know how to dance? Like, if it's even slightly bad, <laughs> I can't watch it. It's just cringeworthy, like Carol Baskin. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Demi Lovato's engagement to Max Eric is over, and the actor claims that he found out on social media. I don't know if I buy this or not, but he posted, "Imagine, imagine finding out the status of your relationship online with cast and crew from a movie that you are working on. A source close to Demi says that it's a lie and that she did tell him beforehand, but that he's just kind of doing this to stay relevant. And then a source also says that Demi started seeing red flags throughout their engagement and that actually friends and family are pretty happy that she broke it off with him. Didn't they get engaged, like, super quick? It seems like it. Yeah. It just seemed Mm -hmm. like she was, like, single for a while and going through all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, she was, like, engaged. Yeah. And I I guess he's, like, filming some Christian movie. It's called, like, Southern Gospel or something like that. And he's, like, playing, I don't know if he's a pastor or a pastor's son or something, and he was trying to work that into it, too, like... I'm playing this Christian character, and then you just dump me like. <laughs> just oh like, my gosh! <laughs> TV movie of the week or something. <gasps> I don't even know who he is. Do you, Do you know who he is? I have no idea who he is. Yeah, I wonder how she met him. Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that one. What was that one for celebrities? Oh, that one. That you you got to get like, on that one. <laughs> that one's hard to get on. You have yeah. to have status. You have to, like, have so many followers on social media. You have to make a certain amount of money. And I don't know what else, what the other criteria is, but. Okay, so how about um, everyone who listens to this podcast, go give me a follow on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, then maybe I can get on this exclusive dating app. I think you should go on The Bachelor. I don't know. I think I could be... I think I'm too jealous to go on any of those shows. Yeah, me too. For sure. Plus, it's a a huge investment. I don't believe that. You always say that because you think that you have to buy the dresses. I don't think you have to buy the dresses, do you? You have to buy all the dresses. Some girl that lives in the same city that I live in, she was on it. And she had to buy dresses, and you have to buy all your dresses as if you're going to be there the whole time. 
in their formal wear gowns, which means most of them are non-returnable. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, because they don't want you to like go to prom and then return it the next day. Mm-hmm. Totally something I would do. Tuck the tag back there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brittany Cartwright and Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules have announced that they're expecting their first child together. This is the third couple from the reality television show to announce a pregnancy this year. Lala Kent and Stassi Schrader are also pregnant. Do you watch Vanderpump Rules? I've seen it a few times, but I don't go out of my way to watch it. Well, Brittany is married to Jax Taylor, who is a well-known player. The two got married last year, and she is just the sweetest girl ever. She's like a Southern bell she's just well i shouldn't say a southern bell but she's she's southern and she's sweet so it's just hard to watch kind of knowing like this guy's in the past been kind of a dirt bag but you never know he could change and now she's pregnant so hopefully things work out for them did she move there like move she, from where she lived to go live yeah. with him she's from kentucky and she was a hooters girl and i think that maybe how they met And she ended up moving to L.A., and then she got a job on the show. Oh. Yeah. Still hope in your future. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I'm going to meet any guys being a salon receptionist, so. Yeah, that's true. Most of the guys that come in there are married or too old for you. Yeah. Because the younger guys don't want to pay $50 for a haircut. Hey, who knows? Maybe when I'm in school giving, like, $10 haircuts. Someone will come in. That's right. You're going to be in beauty school soon. Mm-hmm. So you'll be cutting, you could be cutting guys' hair. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good way to meet somebody. This whole, the only reason why I'm going to school is to find a boyfriend. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, good luck. Cause it's mostly old ladies. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Maybe they got a cute little young grandson or something. Oh, Perfect. Even better. Zayn Malik and Gigi Hadid welcome their first child together. It's a baby girl. The couple's doing well, and he said this on social media. Our baby girl is here, healthy, and beautiful. To try to put into words how I feel right now would be an impossible task. The love I feel for this tiny human is beyond my understanding. That baby is going to be so cute. I would hope so. Yeah, they're both really good looking. Yeah, but sometimes two really good looking people <laughs> make a wrong. Yeah. <laughs> two rights make a wrong. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I guess you're now that you bring that up, I have thought about that. It's true. You have to have like one average looking parent with one a little bit above average looking parent, and then that's like perfect. <laughs> So now you can scout out boyfriends at the grocery store by looking at their parents. Perfect. They probably have a good looking son. (laughs) I don't go to the grocery store. Maybe you should try to be like one of those things like in the crowd of a basketball game because you're always trying to get a baller. (laughs) Then when they're watching back the game, they'll be like, who's that cute girl? In the crowd out of like 20 people. Like one of those people running around throwing t-shirts? No. <laughs> like if they're having like virtual fans. Oh. You could be a virtual fan for maybe a Bucks game or something. 
Well, we'll have to wait until next year for that, right? Oh, and you could have a big sign with that one guy you have a crush on. Oh, Pat? Yeah. What's he his was last talking. Name? I don't want to say it wrong, but it starts with a C. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Bucks player. Yeah. What were you, you going to say? They were doing, like, they have, like, a cameraman follow them around, and they were, like, talking and stuff, and he kept talking about how he liked Jennifer Aniston a lot. I don't look like Jennifer Aniston, but is that he was like, I'm going to make her my wife, and I was like, okay, well, at least I know that he's, like, single, right? Is that what I should be taking from that? And apparently into older women. (laughs) I guess so. It's just Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> He'd have a better chance of trying to get with, like, Kate Beckinsale. She's been going with for younger guys lately. Oh, yeah, she has. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he should give her a shout-out. <laughs> Maybe he should. Just kidding. No, he's mine. <laughs> Vanessa Bryant is upset about an interview her mother gave Univision recently. Sophia Lane claimed that her daughter, the 38-year-old widow of Kobe Bryant, kicked her out of her house and took back the car that was given to her. Vanessa had this to say about her mother's interview. My husband and daughter passed away unexpectedly, and my mom has the audacity to do an interview on TV talking negatively about me while shedding tears about a car and home that wasn't in her name. It's pretty messed up to think. So I guess she's been supporting her mother for 20 years. A lot of people do that when they come into money, especially, you know, if they can afford it. Something must have happened for her to kick her mother out and take back the car that she was driving. But this woman has been giving interviews talking about all this stuff when it seems so petty when she just lost her husband and her daughter. Yeah. She's definitely not getting it back now. (laughs) Not after that interview. I want to know, like, what happened. Yeah. So that she took it away, because I feel like I really can't say too much about her taking it away when... I guess the mother has been acting like she's been there for Vanessa and the family since the deaths. But in all reality, Vanessa said that that's absolutely not true. She hasn't really been around to console us and give us help so that could be the reason right there Um, she was sick of it you know yeah maybe she felt like she was being taken advantage of yeah all right i have some true crime news do you know who danny masterson is i bet you don't but he's from that 70s show he was one of the main characters his name was Hyde. Uh yeah i know who he is Okay, well, he had his first court appearance last week. The actor is being charged with three counts of rape stemming from 20 years ago when he was at the height of his fame. His attorney also represented Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson. And they say he absolutely did not the, did not do this and that they're going to be able to prove it. But I'm like, is that a good thing that your attorney represented? I mean, we know Bill Cosby for sure. Michael Jackson... I mean, we're pretty sure, right? So it's like, would you go with somebody that had a record of getting people off that you knew for a fact didn't do it? Well, didn't Michael Jackson not get charged? He got charged. He got off. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's thinking he works a lot with this kind of stuff. So maybe that's why he went with them. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Probably like... Obviously, he specializes in this sort of thing, but wow, what a creep. 
I mean, we kind of look like a creep, but... <laughs> <laughs> You're going straight, just straight on looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Maybe I have a little more faith in your Tinder swipes. <laughs> yeah, we go off of vibes here, and he has a bad one. <laughs> okay, so... I just got this little bit of information from one of our listeners. Her name is Courtney. So, Courtney, thanks for sending this in. But Carol Baskin might be getting in trouble. We'll see. It's just the details have just started to emerge. But I guess there is a private investigator who is looking into the disappearance of Carol Baskin's husband, former husband, Don Lewis, they brought cadaver dogs out to a previous lake house of Don Lewis's and they're searching for him. And I guess there's um, a documentary out about it that has some more details and there's a witness that's come forward to say that she has some information. So it'll be really interesting to see how this develops. Do you think that they're going to find out what happened to him? I hope they do because I know... I saw, didn't his family put out, like, a commercial to play during Dancing with the Stars, like... Oh my god, can you believe it? Did you watch the commercial? It was so awkward. Well, yeah, I saw, like, a clip of it, and I was like... (laughs) It was, like, the most amateur, more amateur than my YouTube podcast. (laughs) It was was like, our father has been missing for 25 years, Help us bring him home. <laughs> I don't want to make fun of them, but it was like, it was so awkward. I feel so bad for them, though. Like, whoa, that would, would that just drive you crazy if you thought this woman did this and then your dad is missing and you can't prove it? And now she's on Dancing with Star- the Stars, like some celebrity. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, I think I just saw, actually, when I was waking up, I watched a TikTok and they were talking about the bringing like the cadaver dog out to the lake and that there is like a three part special on ID that's going to be talking about it. So I'm going to want to watch that. Are you going to watch it? Oh, of course. Yeah, I can't wait. It could be a bunch of nothing. I hope that nothing. And I hope that it's at least something so I don't waste my time. But especially in three episodes. And that's yeah, that, three hours. That's like the show I've been watching, The Vow. Have you seen it on, I want to say it's HBO or Netflix? I think it's HBO, actually. And it's about a cult. Oh. And it is, it's really crazy, but every episode just drags on and on and on, and you're waiting for something crazy to happen. And it'll be one crazy thing, but the rest of the hour is super boring. So I kind of gave up. <laughs> So they're just milking it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there will definitely be this is drawn out. Like, they could have done it just in, like, a one special. But I think that they are milking yeah. it a little bit just because it is such, like, a hot topic. They want to get those advertiser money. Mm-hmm. Maybe their commercial will play then, too. <laughs> yeah. If you know anything about the disappearance of Don Lewis or know if Carol Baskin was involved, there's a $100,000 reward. That's I'm going to find said. everything out just for that money. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all I have. So thanks for joining me, Lexi. 
No problem. I'm going to get into some true crime with Jason. Oh, exciting. Tell him I say hi. <laughs> I will. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Okay, Jason, my story today is about a guy named Nicholas Morales. Nicholas Morales. He grew up in Tucson, Arizona, so can you tell me about that? I've never been to Tucson. Hmm. It's probably pretty hot there. Yeah? That's all I know about Tucson. Well, they call it the big little city. Okay. I guess everybody knows everyone. I like those kind of places. I feel like that's sort of like Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee is, is a very small city. Mm-hmm. I think that those are some of the best places to live. You find those places because you have restaurants and things to do. You might have a sports team, everything, you know, but then you don't have to deal with like the traffic in LA or just how insanely obnoxious big cities can get. It's like when you drive through Chicago, you drive through Chicago for like an hour and a half. You're still in Chicago an hour and a half later. It's nuts. The only thing is when you live in a big little city, it's hard because there's those pros, but then the cons would be like, everybody knows like who you've dated. <laughs> you, like, you can't get away from that. Or if you wanted to start over fresh or something, I you really couldn't know. do it in I the mean, same how city. How bad can it really be? How many people do you need to, to date and sleep with? I mean, imagine growing up in a town of like a thousand people and everybody in school has to like swap you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to be with this person. You could have my old girlfriend. Well, just wait till you hear about this guy in my story. All right. Because he's probably wishes that he would have been living in a big city. Yeah. Okay. Nick Morales grew up in Tucson, Arizona. He had a younger brother named John. The two were only 18 months apart, so they were really close growing up. Not only that, but in the late 80s, both brothers joined the military together. Nick was known to be a jokester, but he changed after he came back from the war. Okay. Which is understandable. I think a lot of people do. When he came home, he ended up settling down. He got married and he had a son. Unfortunately, his marriage didn't last very long. He ended up getting married one more time and that didn't last long either. Mm. But after that, he said that he was never going to get married again. Well, as a young guy being divorced twice, I could see that, sure. I think you always say that, too. And then you meet someone. Yeah. Not everybody, but... I'd be jaded. I'll say that much. You'd have to meet the right person. Even still. Well, he decided to put everything into work, and it really paid off. He was working at Marana Aerospace. He was in charge of the maintenance department, and he was like this really super tough, intimidating person to work for. Mm. Nick was also known to be a ladies' man. He admitted to dating two women at the airbase, but there were rumors that there were plenty of other women that he had been dating. But one day, Nick met a woman named Christy, and he fell hard for her. Nick had a pit bull named Smokey. He was so cute. He was like that. Basically, that smoky blue color. Oh, I love that color, yeah. Mm -hmm. And he was the sweetest dog ever, but, you know, everybody thinks pit bulls are these big, tough, 
dogs they are. Mm-hmm. And so Christy described Nick as being like that. Okay. Like he was this really tough guy, but he was also really sensitive and sweet. Even though that Nick said that he would never get married again, he and Christy were in love and they started talking about marriage. Now remember, Nick was known to be a ladies' man around work, and he and Christy had decided to leave the past in the past and not really talk about relationships. Okay. The couple ended up getting engaged, and they had plans to get married in July of 2016. Nick told Christy that he appreciated everything about her and that he loved her so much. She felt like she was the luckiest woman in the whole world. She could not wait to marry this guy. She couldn't believe that this was happening to her. Mm -hmm. One morning, Christy said that she kissed Nick goodbye and that he said he loved her so much. But 24 hours later, she found him dead. Whoa. On July 18th, 2016, Christy hadn't heard from Nick. So she had been with him that morning, left, and then the next morning, she couldn't get a hold of him. And it wasn't like him. He was the type of guy that would call every night, say goodnight, call every morning, have a lot of contact, but she couldn't get a hold of him. So she decided to go to his house in the morning. She went upstairs. She saw that his door was open and he had been shot to death. He was shot to death. The dog was outside in the backyard. Hmm. She called 911. She said, my fiance's dead. Somebody killed him. He's been shot. Detective Jennifer Garcia was called to the scene. First thing she sees when she gets to the house is in the garage, there was a bucket of water and it looked like it had fibers in it, like something had been cleaned or there was something suspicious about it. There were also cabinets that were open all over the house and you could tell that someone was rummaging through trying to get cleaning supplies Mm -hmm. and some cleaning supplies were left throughout the house as well. When Detective Garcia went upstairs... She sees that Nick's bedroom door was ajar, and she opens it up a little bit, and she sees a bloody foot. It was him. He was laying there totally naked on the ground. He was naked. He'd been shot in the forehead, and the killer had attempted to clean up the scene, and there was like a bottle of bleach and everything sitting there. Oh, jeez. The thing was, though, somebody had shot through the upstairs bedroom window. Just straight through the window. Oh, wow. Then they had to have gotten into the house through the window, most likely cutting themselves, and then they shot him in the forehead. So he actually had been shot multiple times, and it they found 11 shell casings. Okay, so somebody shot through the window. He may not have been dead. Mm-hmm. They came into the house and shot him in the forehead to kill him completely. Yes. Holy Crap, that's crazy. The other thing is because they found 11 holes and shot casings, so they know that the gun that was used was fired 11 times, when they were asking the neighbors about it, nobody heard any gunshots. Mm. So they're pretty sure that a silencer Silencer. was used. Okay, so this is like a pro. Seems like it. I mean, a silencer would be. That's crazy. And to shoot somebody through a window. What are you doing? Like climbing a tree? Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Another thing was that a large area of carpet was removed from the bedroom and the killer had left through the window. It was likely that they cut themselves, so hopefully they were going to be able to find some sort of DNA that belonged to him. 
Nick's family was notified of the death. Obviously really devastating. Nick's younger brother, John, was determined to find out who did this. And he right away starts to kind of do his own little investigation and just try to ask friends and family and neighbors and everything if they knew anything. As the investigation began, Detective Garcia wanted to talk to Nick's friends and co-workers to see if he had any enemies. Well, it turns out he did. He had a lot of enemies. He was really difficult to work for. He didn't let people get away with slacking off at all, and he wasn't afraid to talk down to them. Now, this was sort of, I mean, this was on a military base, so you'd think that they would be used to being talked to in a certain way, but I guess this, he must have been pretty hardcore for military people to start complaining about this guy. I see. But an HR manager at the aerospace said that there were quite a few people who hated Nick and often mentioned that they didn't like him or had a hard time or maybe they were leaving because of him in their exit interviews. Wow. There was one guy named James LaPan who had gotten in a fight with Nick because he was using a tablet, like a home tablet, okay. on the job. So he got in trouble for that. There was something to do with a, a parking spot that he was taking that he wasn't supposed to. So then Nick, you know, was breathing down his neck about that. And they just butted heads and they just never got along. And that was a pretty, like, everybody knew that they were having a tough time at work. Okay. I kind of see where this is going. Nick had also made lots of women angry. His ex-wife threatened to kill him at one point. Another time, Nick woke up to an ex-girlfriend standing over his bed watching him sleep next to his new girlfriend. Oh, creepy. And he had- Okay, I don't care how upset you are with somebody. Don't do that. No. That's just weird. Yeah, that is creepy. And he had dated a lot of women at work. Now, the it was just rumors, but the thing was, you know, it was a military-type deal. So you can't really – you have to be kind of careful about that, mm-hmm. about fraternizing and stuff. So he says that he only dated two women, but it was pretty well known that he was messing around with more than that. There was a woman named Claudia Banks. They had also met at the base. They dated only for six months, and things seemed to seem like good during that time. But the thing was, Claudia had broken up with a boyfriend named Justin for Nick. Uh oh. And I guess it all happened at once where she broke up with this guy and moved into Nick's house, like all in the same weekend. Okay. It was that quick, okay? Claudia, when she was being interviewed, said that she tried to get rid of her boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend, Justin, pretty fast. Like, she just wanted to cut him off completely and move on with Nick. Yeah. But he was getting a little creepy. Like, he started following her around. He stopped by her house a bunch of times. He wasn't just, like, letting her go that easily. And the night that Nick's body was found, Claudia saw Justin at a bar and she just she just kept walking like by him but the next morning she found a note from Justin and it didn't say anything creepy but it said hey heard about Nick if you need anything what just do you mean give a me note? a call she found a she note she found a note like on her gate 
Oh, so he like wrote her like a he'd note. He'd been to her house, wrote a note, left a note for her, and said, "I heard about your ex boy." Because by now it's Claudia's ex boyfriend as so well. So she was she drop? She blocked his phone or something. Why wouldn't he just send a text? She moved on and blocked. Maybe him. she has a new phone number, or maybe he's just a creep. He obviously showed up at her house. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I wonder if he still had her number and he wanted to do that to show that he was there. Yeah, it could be. He sounds like anyone who just shows up is creepy. Well, that that one ex-girlfriend, too, standing next to the bed like it's paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. What a psycho. While being interviewed, Claudia told detectives that Nick had dated another woman from the airbase, and her name was Jessica Stillwell. Now, this girl had also dated Nick. This is going to be, I hope you can follow all these women. He had dated her for six months too. She lived at Nick's house for a little while, but then he basically kicked her out of his house for Claudia. Jeez. Now remember, Claudia is the one who left her boyfriend. So they they both broke up with their boyfriends and girlfriends. Right, I get it. (laughs) So this Jessica girl... Is heartbroken, devastated. Well, I guess at one point, Claudia said after she moved in there, Jessica showed up and started banging on the door saying, I know she's in there, you know, let me in there. And so she was causing a huge scene too. These people are all kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe this guy just drove these women crazy. I don't know. It seems like- they're all cheating on each other and moving on and all this stuff. You're you're breaking people's hearts. I mean- seem a little crazy. Yeah, I- (laughs) Something's going on at that base. Big little town. A day after the murder, Nick's niece and nephew were driving around trying to find out what happened too. And they went by Nick's house and they saw a woman kind of like looking around outside the property. So they took a picture of her and they sent it to the detectives to say, can you find out who this woman is? She's kind of looking around my, my uncle's place. Nick's fiance Christy, says that Nick never said that he was in fear for his life or anything like that. But she didn't really think that he would tell her because he was this, like, strong type of guy and he wouldn't want to worry her. Now, remember, he's engaged again to someone else. So this is, like, four women by now. You know what I mean? In the last, like, couple years. Okay, so Nick went from Jessica straight to Claudia and one of Nick's coworkers said that after the fallout, when he dumped Jessica and told her to get out of the house, it was awkward at work, obviously. Like, Jessica, you could tell, was really bitter. She would <laughs> yeah. come into the office and it would just be like you could cut the tension with a knife when she was around. Detective Garcia brought Jessica in to see what she has to say. Does she have something to do with this? Was she the woman in the picture? Because she kind of looked like the picture of the woman who was roaming around his house the next day. Mm -hmm. Her story is that she found out that he was cheating on her. She went crazy like most women would. He kicked her out, moved Claudia in. She said that she, you know, saw that Claudia's car was in the driveway. She started pounding on the door. She told her whole – it seemed pretty reasonable considering – but she says she wasn't the woman in the picture. And it turns out that the woman in the picture was just a random lady who was looking for her son. 
Oh. But it looked suspicious because right. he had died the day before and there's this lady rummaging around. Right. Detectives wanted to talk to Claudia's ex-boyfriend, Justin. This is the guy that she broke up with for Nick because they wondered if he held a grudge. Do you think? <laughs> well. I just imagine this he's a- like, it's raining. He just pulled up on his moped. He's got a rain jacket on. He's got like a hood lifted up. And then there's like a fence and he just puts a note in the gate. And then he gets back on his moped, tears down his face, and he goes back. I'll have to look at the pictures of these people. This poor guy's heartbroken. Okay, remember, this is only a year before. Look, in my head, he climbed up a tree and used a silencer. You're picturing John Cusack. Oh, I didn't hear you say the silencer part. I thought well, you were I'm thinking about like he's the guy that climbed up in this tree mm-hmm. to get high enough to get a shot through the window mm-hmm. to get him. Yeah, it's and you have all these military people too. They're so all like, crazy. It makes sense with the like with military the people. I I don't know the ones that I've met. They seem like pretty normal. Like, yeah, like they're well, pretty yeah. normal. Like. Sharp people. There's a, a mixed patch. Well, I think you're getting me. like like the bottom of the barrel, whatever. <laughs> like, I feel like this is the base where they send all the the misfits, the land of misfit toys, like that Santa Claus movie. Don't say that. If we have a listener that's at this uh, airbase, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Everyone the else. The other ones. Yeah, the other ones. <laughs> well, if you are a listener and you're at that base, please send us a message. Let us know. That you're okay. When they talked to Justin, his story was that he absolutely loved Claudia. He was completely blindsided when she just dumped him. He wanted to marry her. So the fact that she just was like, nope, I'm actually leaving you for Nick. He was very upset. He said it was a really hard time. He had an alibi. He said that he was at the bar from 6 p.m. to midnight and then he went home. Well, they think that this happened really early in the morning. They think that Nick was killed like around four o'clock in the morning. Mm. But that's just basing it on the fact that a neighbor said she she didn't hear gunshots, but she thought she heard something around that time. Well, you definitely would hear a window break. Right. Maybe that's what she heard. Now, he says that he was home after midnight, but Justin's roommate couldn't confirm that. He didn't know. And Justin also had scratches on his arm. So could that be from the window? Oh, wow. He said it was from landscaping, but he was asked to give a DNA sample and also have photos taken of his arm, just to be sure. Well, at first he said no, and that was pretty suspicious, but eventually he said yes. Wait, this whole time, I'm sorry, this whole time I've been imagining that it's a two-story house, and Mm -hmm. he was in his bedroom in a two-story. Yeah, it was. So how did he get to the window? He climbed up. Well, eventually he was ruled out. Really? He was, yep. Oh, no, I feel bad about making fun of him. So he was ruled out. He was ruled out. It was he didn't cruise up in a moped and kill him, no. Okay. So Nick's brother, John, remember, he's kind of doing his own little investigation trying to figure out. That's what I would do, too. I would be asking everybody, you know, as much as I could. While talking to one of Nick's coworkers, he... He found out from the HR manager that one of their coworkers happened to have bandages on his arms. Mm. This is something that the detectives didn't know. Okay. But that is like, hmm, what happened to you? Right. 
it was James LePan, the guy from the beginning who was all pissed off about using a tap, like a tablet at work and he got in trouble. Nick was his boss and they had had like a bunch of problems at work. He was the guy with the bandages. So it had nothing to do with him sleeping with all these women? Well, there's more. Oh, wow. All right. James had actually gone to HR about 11 days prior to Nick's death to tell, to say that if HR didn't handle things, because I guess he was just such a jerk at work, that he was going to take care of it himself. He said this? Yeah. Man, these people are crazy. That's what he said. Now, when James was in for his interview, his alibi was that he was sleeping with and with his wife because he was married. Okay. So James had spent the day with his family, and then he, he and his wife had gone to bed around 9 p.m., and they slept until 5 o'clock in the morning. So he had a pretty tight alibi, unless his wife, you know, says otherwise. Well, he could have drugged her so she'd sleep while he got up. Anyway. True, but women don't sleep very well. So if we slept through the night one full night, I'd be suspicious. <laughs> be like, did hmm? Yeah, now that gone? you now that you asked me, I got crazy sleep that night. Mm-hmm. So the interview was almost done, and Detective Garcia asked James, "Okay, so you're telling me if I talk to your wife, she's going to corroborate the fact that you were in bed with her all night long?" And he said, "Yes." So he left. Two minutes later, Detective Garcia, it's him, and he says he has to tell her the truth about something. So she's thinking he's going to say he killed Nick, right? Right. He sits down, and he says that he wasn't being honest with her because he was actually having an affair with Nick's ex-girlfriend, Jessica. I can't even keep track of these people. Jessica was three girls ago. Okay. Jess, he was with Jessica first. She was the one that was bitter. Okay. Because he kicked her out and moved Claudia in. So now he is cheating on his wife with Jessica. He says that they- Is there nothing else to do in Tucson? Is that what the problem is? Sorry if anybody's from I Tucson. I, I don't there. know if it's- It's all the testosterone at the, at the base and- it goes on. I mean, I think this stuff happens all the time. I think it does. This is just one instance where it's, you know. Yeah. He tells Detective Garcia that he and Jessica broke it off because he didn't want to leave his family and she didn't want to be the other woman. Yeah. So it was over. Okay. Well, Detective Garcia wanted to talk to his wife and find. So, I mean, you don't know. Like, is she going to be like, what? Like, yeah. she didn't know. Well, she says she did know. She oh. knew all about the affair. He had confessed it a few weeks earlier, and they had been going to counseling since. Oh, wow. It still gets crazy. Trust me. Okay. She also says that, yes, he was in bed with her all night long. So it wasn't so, him either? Or that's his alibi? Well, that's his alibi. While Nick's brother, John, continues to investigate his brother's death, he finds out that a guy that Nick worked with had been into a gun shop. This is like a the Clue movie or something. A Clue movie. It's like nobody it's like, like tried to cover their tracks. 
But he finds out that he's just doing his investigation and he finds out from a friend of his, the brother's friend, the, the guy's like, oh, I know that guy. That guy was just in here. I was helping him out with, with guns and everything. Well, this was a guy that he worked with. It was James. Oh, God. <laughs> it was James LePan. He had, it, he got the gun. He got the silencer, the whole thing. They got a search warrant for James' place. They found the same ammo. It mm. had like a five-star stamp on it. So no doubt that it was the ammo that so was So his used. wife was covering from after she found out that he was cheating on her. Well, that's what is really a crazy story. So just wait till I get to it. In the house, they didn't find the gun or the silencer, but they found the boxes. It's like, why would you have that? They also found a variety of fibers from the cut-up rug in James' van. So obviously he took that rug, disposed of it. He was arrested while on his way to work, and he was carpooling to work. Guess who was the driver? Jessica. So he was <laughs> most likely still having an affair with her. Here's the story about James and his wife who covered up for him. She was a sergeant first class. Her name was Serena. Now, this chick says that she fell madly in love with James and she was, I mean, she was in the military too. She was like a badass. And she said what she loved about James is they were sort of on the same playing field as far as that because she was pretty tough. They got married in 2010. I guess, I had never heard of this, but they were married in a coveted marriage ceremony. Do you know what that is? No. She said, long story short, it's base, It's a marriage that is really hard to get divorced from. Oh, okay. Coveted she, marriage. Yes. I'll have to look this up. She said that things were great, but- Yeah, it really sounds like it. His, He's bagging some other chicks on the side. This is before. His father passed away, and after his father passed away, it just changed like a light, like flipped like a light switch. Okay. She said that he became physical and angry. At one point, she knew it was really bad because they had gotten in an argument. He grabbed her biceps and was holding her, and she heard the kids. So she's like, I'm going mm. to get the kids. And he said, and he said, no. The children are replaceable. We can have more, but I'm not. Whoa. What a psycho. And she was like, okay. Children you know, are replaceable? Is... So she she knew he Jesus. was crazy. And at this point, she was like, okay, I, I have to just pick and choose what I'm going to do here. And I'm going to choose just to keep my kids safe. Right. So she was in this relationship for all these years. She was scared. She wanted to protect the kids. Mm-hmm. When she found out about his affair with Jessica, she turned a blind eye because who knows if she even really cared at that point. If I if I was like so disgusted by your behavior like that and so scared of you, I'd be like, good, go sleep with someone else. I don't care. But she said she turned a blind eye to it. Here's what is insane. He actually invited Jessica over to their house for dinner. What? She was expected to cook, clean. She served his mistress, Jessica, dinner as if she was just a guest, like a friend. 
what? in their house. Yes. She cooked the meal. She cleaned up after them. And she overheard them talking about how much they hated Nick. What? Yeah. What kind of horrible person does that? And the uh, I think it was Josh Makowitz on Dateline. He was the one who interviewed the wife. And he was like, you know that he was just doing that to humiliate you. What's his name like, again? Oh, James yeah. Lapel? Lapan. James Lapan? I gotta look this guy up. James Lapan. Really? That's him? What did you think he was gonna look like? I don't know. He just looks like a normal guy. Well, here's the thing. So, she was gonna keep his secret. She was gonna be his alibi. But after he was arrested, he was taken into custody and she was staying in a hotel room and even though it sounds really funny she was watching a lifetime movie of the week uh, and it was about an abusive husband and it just clicked for her. it did it just put it in perspective like this isn't going to get better this is going to get worse and no actually kidding. this is sort of a blessing in disguise that he's been arrested so she decided that's when she was going to tell the truth so no kidding. she called the detectives and she told them that she lied, he wasn't there all night, that they had gone to bed at 9 o'clock like she said, but that at one point she woke up, he wasn't there, then she woke up later, he was there, and then she woke up again and he was not there. So he was like leaving and coming and doing stuff throughout the entire night. When he finally did come home, he had a bloody arm. She saw it and she said something to him and he said, do not talk about this night, I was here home with you all night long. Whoa. She also said that after she told law enforcement the truth about what happened and she knew he was in jail, that was the first night that she didn't have nightmares and that she slept through the night in years. I would just be so happy for my kids that this guy's oh gone. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel bad for the kids though too because oh, they just too. lost their dad. I know, but, but it's kind of like better him which, off in prison. Yeah, I was than... just going to say the same thing. It's like, what, no, which is better, better, not off. having a dad or having a dad that you think mm. could hurt you and your kids? And yeah, no, right. It didn't take long to find James guilty in the trial. The prosecution said that they believe the motive was that it was obsession and jealousy. Basically, James was just totally jealous of Nick and just obsessed with probably just feeling bad about himself being put in in the position that he was at work where he just was sort of belittled every day mm -hmm. and then on top of it now he's sleeping with nick's ex-girlfriend and then you put her in the mix who hates him too because he was cheating on her well they do think that jessica was involved they believe that she knew that he was going to kill him that she wanted it to happen too she was sort of involved in some way but they could never prove it one thing that they showed in court was a series of texts and at 6:30 at night one came in from Jessica to James that just said pitbull mm. dot 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 his name is smokey whoa so it it was pretty obvious that she was saying, like, he's got a pit bull, his name's Smokey, you know, because right. then you could go in and be like, Smokey, come here, Smokey. If I got that text, Pitbull, Smokey, I'd be like, nope, <laughs> not <doing> yet. It. <laughs> you know? So, and then there was text later from him to her that said, delete all of your texts. So to me, I don't know how they couldn't. I guess that's the only proof they had, but to me, it's obvious that she was in on it. Right, I agree. The good thing is that Serena ended up 
divorcing James. He's now in prison for life. And he was also sentenced to an additional 10 years for burglary. So she was able to get out of the divorce. Yeah, she got out of it. It wasn't impossible. It was just really hard, I think. So it's like you can't divorce Why would anyone unless do that? your partner has As to killer? go to prison for murder. Yeah, maybe. That's nuts. Wow. Well, that's a crazy story, Sarah. It was really crazy. It's hard to keep track of all How the moving parts and all the He must have treated women. And- I mean, I hate to talk ill about the dead, but it's like he must have treated women pretty bad considering there is a trail of women that were just like- totally dumped and left on the street and hated him. Well, I guess the thing for me is like, look, then just don't be in like a long-term relationship and don't get married. Like to me, it's like, okay, you see this pattern forming and instead of you making a smart decision to say, Hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't get engaged. (laughs) I'm on my third try on this. Let's just keep this as boyfriend, girlfriend. And if it lasts for years. So what do you think? Because remember he was engaged to a new woman that we hardly even talked about. Christy. Do you think he was just going to dump her too? I mean, because the way she described him, he was like the best guy ever. I'm sure if you ask wife one and wife two, they'd probably say the same thing. Why would you marry the guy? At the time, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what she thinks. This was on a Dateline episode, by the way, called In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood. So you wonder if she watched that back and was like, holy Toledo, right? (laughs) All those women. Holy Toledo. Who says holy Toledo? Uh, Someone from Wisconsin. I guess. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, guys, make sure to check out our YouTube channel, the Lipstick Files podcast. And also, this episode, not the true crime, but the celebrity news, is also going to be on YouTube later this week. All right. Take care. Thank you.